0: Alrighty guys, it's Fonzie here with a bit of an impromptu podcast It's the 6th of June 2022 And uh, Will left the keys to the This Warrior's Life podcast back end Lying around on the counter after his big weekend um, recording a marathon two hour pod with Brad So uh, I'll just grab the keys while he's asleep and drop in a short pod for you Uh, It was a big day, not least because Will and Brad dropped that epic pod, um, which was a bit of a rollicking, bleak kind of discussion of the season as a whole and where the Warriors are going with it. Um, it It's a good listen. recommend you go and give that a listen if you haven't already, but I'm just dropping something quickly to talk about the Nathan Brown situation. Now, we will cover this on the pod in detail in our next full-length episode, but um, yeah, I've just been thinking about it here and thought I'd capture some thoughts in podcast form. Now, the main thought I've got is that this is so deja vu, this reminds me so much of the um, period when Kearney was sacked and then Peyton knocked us back and Brown was appointed, except... That kind of three months is all kind of been condensed into a few weeks here, into a sort of mini mini circus, a post COVID circus that we've got going on, and um, it's it's a bit of this you know you got to laugh or you'll cry kind of thing, but um, yeah. So, look, my thoughts, um, as you can probably tell, have been growing increasingly more negative with Brownie. I think that was you know a result of just the facts bearing that out. I. Had a you know, you you sort of had this parallel universe um, where Brownie had designed a fantastic game model, a good attacking game plan, it had reshaped the roster with sort of fast, young outside backs, a big engine room with Lodge, Fanua Blake, Tohu, Curran, uh, Katoa, Murdoch Masia, and um, you know, Egan grew another leg, and then you had CHT walsh and sj putting each other in space and putting those outside backs in space and it all kind of clicked like there was that parallel universe there there was sort of that dream there that um i I thought in pre-season there was you know there was a chance that he'd sort of gambled a bit on that and and there was a chance of it happening but it's become increasingly obvious that it's not going to partly for reasons outside his control like the lodge fiasco um I mean, at the moment, seriously, we're running out on paper. Jazz and Ben Murdoch messiah as our starting front row—you just not You're not going to win an NRL game with that front row. I don't care what else you got, right? So, you know, the Fenouil Blake injury is just bad luck. The Lodge um, issue is just bad management, and you know, there's clearly, apparently, not the depth in the squad to cover that. So. Um, You know, I'm not so much knee-jerking or getting down on individual performances. It's been more the fact that over the year, having reshaped the roster away from yardage, and we've been consistently at the bottom in yardage, he's also failed to show any kind of uh, attacking shape with any complexity or game model with any complexity that was going to offset that and use what you would assume would be other strengths that he's designed into the roster. With the result that we're just a one-dimensional, small, ineffective team with you know the worst carry uh, meters per carry, I would say in the comp. Um, and when Fanua Blake and Lodge aren't there, there's literally no go forward. And then you know the halves look crap and everything goes down. So um, I'm I, I I don't think Brownie was part of the solution going forward. I think he made an error in the way he tried to coach his team, and he got it badly enough wrong that it's ruined this year. And that is enough, I think, for us to have decided to move on. Like, I support that idea. Um, I also think that this year's complete clusterfuck also has to do with many things that aren't Brownie and that getting rid of Brownie is not going to solve our problems at all. Our problems are much broader and deeper than that. There's been talk that I believe uh, of players refusing to implement his game model, and I think that's a big red flag. Now, it could be because the game model's crap and some of the smarter players know it, but even so, you don't, you know, sort of insubordinate your coach like that. Um, we, all, I've said plenty about the owner, don't need to say too much more about him. Um, Cameron George, to me, is just an extension of the owner, so... What I say about the owner essentially applies to camera as well. So there's plenty else um, wrong with the club and some of it is long-term, which is the um, erosion of our development pathways through COVID, which is no-one's fault at the club. Um, that's obviously had an impact on what's coming up under the guys we've got and that's going to be a problem for at least three years. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not looking particularly positive going forward now the news on brownie uh, as and i'm looking at my phone as i'm saying this is developing so initially it was the news was that brownie had told the club that he didn't want to commit to new zealand long term and so he'd see out his contract which is the end of next year but given there wasn't going to be an extension beyond that he didn't want to move his whole family across to nz for essentially a one-year deal which is totally understandable. Um, not that I think that's actually what's going down. And so then it sort of migrated through the night to where the latest reports are that he's pretty much done immediately and there'll be a new coach picking the team tomorrow. Arvo is what some publications are saying. So that'll either be Justin Morgan or Stacey Jones. i guess Stacey Jones because he's Mohawk's mate, Robo's mate, who does that and uh, we're on the hunt for a new coach. Now... The blokes who are doing the hunt for a new coach do not fill me with confidence. So let's just go through the history of, in the Cameron George era, right, what we've done in terms of coaching. So in 2019, Cameron George was there. Robbo was part owner, not full owner. We extended Kearney out to the end of 2022. Yeah, then in June 2020, so a year later, thereabouts, we sat Kearney in the middle of COVID with no plan for a new coach, pretty much, and have to pay him out, and it's one of the like worst moments of the club in terms of what we made those players do in the middle of COVID, um, which is say goodbye to their coach and come to grips with a new coach and so on. Then I won't go into all the detail, um, some of which is private, that I know about that coaching appointment process. But it ended with the club Offering Todd Payton The gig and him turning us down live On NRL 360 And then The club basically as a last resort Picked Brownie as far as I can tell It was a last resort And Brownie came on board And I at the time was very critical of the club And the coach Appointment process but I was happy to fall in Behind Brownie because what else are you going to do right? And um, just hope that he was going to um bring something to the club that you know took us in the right direction now guys like Will Evans and stuff were against the appointment and like I said I mean you go back and listen to the pods back then I wasn't particularly supportive of him but you know I did the the thing where you put on the the positive perspective and um you know let him let him see what he can do before writing him off and you know that's proven to be um to be too optimistic and wrong so Those guys who appointed Brownie in August 2020 have now sacked him, essentially. Well, he has left now in um, mid-2022. And given the way the last coaching appointment process went, I'm not confident in this coaching appointment process. So I'm a little bit fearful about what might happen here and who we might end up with. So there's talk of Madge being punted from the Tigers in what would be very interesting timing. And if I'm honest, if I could get Madge, I'd take him because I'm scared of what this mob will end up giving us. Um, could be a lot worse than Madge. I've heard a few whispers about the assistant coach at the Tigers, uh, Ben Gardner, who is a Kiwis assistant and wouldn't be a bad shout in terms of up-and-coming coaches. And then you've got the usual, you know, rumour mill around Flanagan and Terraldo. I have to say I'd be a bit... If it was Flanagan... And given the rumours around SJ and Brownie's relationship I'd, I'm not sure how I'd feel about that I find that a little bit off-putting um but anyway let's see I'm not gonna dig into all of that too much now um I I wanted before Brownie was appointed I was thinking Christian Wolf would be a good shout and I don't know whether he's available and whether he still might be keen but I'd be interested in hearing him in the mix but um Will, myself and Brad will cover all this in more detail in the days and weeks to come. But if I wanted to leave you with four minutes of audio from a podcast I recorded in uh, July 2020. So nearly two years ago. And the reason I'm doing that is just because of that sense of deja vu, right? I'm going to play this four minutes and um, end with that and the words I said back then could just as easily apply now. And so when you're asking yourself, these guys in charge, have they taken us forwards? I think you've got your answer right here. So let's have a look at some of the management decisions in the, let's call it the Cameron George era, right? Um, First, we had the um, Sean Johnson. Now that was poorly managed, bad taste in everyone's mouth, lost SJ couldn't replace him with anyone better we had the Kearney sacking Um, it was, you know, I'm not debating the merits of that but it wasn't well handled, I don't think it was done well, it wasn't done respectfully it was done while he's in camp in the middle of a pandemic, Um, I didn't hear anywhere near enough um, comment from the club and its owners about the contribution Kearney's made to New Zealand Rugby League the main talking point from the owners was, uh Kearney lacks personality." I mean, frankly, fuck off, right? That guy has done way more for New Zealand rugby league than almost anybody else, and that's the best you can say. I don't, you know, I don't um, blame some people if they heard that and went, "Yeah, I, you know, I don't know these guys a lot of respect because they're not giving it out." Remember Isaac Luke? His last game at the club. There's no farewell. Nothing doing. I don't know why. Um, and you remember late 2019 Cameron George was on the radio saying um, that you know players on top dollar need to put in or they'll be moved on and then Kearney had to come out and sort of tell him to pull his head in and, and come back into line I look at that and say yeah okay you've been you've been sort of trying to play a power game right trying to play a bolshy, um call the shots go hard kind of game someone's come back and played you back and you don't like it and I you're now realising that you're going to be in the cut and thrust, you you better not miss right? you better have your angles covered and I don't think the club is clever enough, or the people making the calls at the club are clever enough to have their angles covered, so again, SJ went, bad call, didn't have the angles covered, didn't anticipate the Cronulla uh, move, didn't anticipate how hard it would be to recruit a half or spend the salary cap money similarly short, Stephen Kearney, just punted him Didn't anticipate how hard it would be to find another coach. Assumed you had Todd Payton in the back pocket. Didn't have it. Now, it may be that they're about to announce um, a a fantastic head coach and there is something there, in which case I will immediately jump on the podcast and um, change my tune, right? Because I'm just calling what I'm seeing at the moment. And at the moment, I'm seeing someone trying to act tough but doesn't know how to fire a shot, right? Or put it a better way. Someone who knows how to bust things up but doesn't know how to put them together and keeps getting outmaneuvered, keeps getting outmaneuvered every time. So what I would say about that is Cameron George, uh, Rob Crute and Mark Robinson, you're not very good at making football-related decisions and managing them in the media properly. You need to get better at it real quick or pay someone to do it for you, just like you do in other businesses, right? Right? Do that. I mean, after I finish recording this, I am going to go and talk to some of the clients that I work with. Some of them manage businesses worth way more money than Ortex. Some of them are footy fans, right? Do I reckon they could run the football department of a club well? No. Do they think they could run the football department of a club well? No, they don't. They know they couldn't. They wouldn't try and do it. Stop trying to do it if you are not up to it, boys. Right? Step back and hire the right people, and hopefully that starts with a head of football. And there have been talks from the club about or rumours coming out of the club around hiring a head of football um, who is a heavy figure in the game. That would be fantastic. It would be a fantastic first step. I hope that happens. Um, I'll applaud it if it happens. And until it happens, I don't want to hear too much from these dudes. Um, Okay, that's my rant over. Um, And like I said, prove me wrong. Please, prove me wrong, guys.